Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I help you shift your vibe and radiate self-love so you'll naturally become a match to the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Deanna Dorrell again. She's an intuitive love coach and healer and a total favorite here on my podcast. So welcome, Deanna. Thank you so much for being here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, Helena. Thank you so much for bringing me back. I just look forward to these so much. <laughs> So do I. It's just one of my favorite things I do all week. And I love bringing you on because you actually are going to be offering some free intuitive readings to the first five callers we have. So we're going to go through the content portion at the beginning of this episode as usual. And for those people who want to call in, we can take the first five people. We're a little limited on time today. I know last time we did this, we had <laughs> something like 75 messages in the chat. And so we're going to try and limit it to just the callers today. But if you'd like to call in and get a free intuitive reading from Deanna, we definitely wanted to save some time at the end for that. So just keep in mind, if anyone wants to call in, we'll ask for callers after we get through the content. And today we're going to be talking about how to not lose yourself in dating and relationships. I get questions about this all the time. So Deanna, I was thrilled when you said that you wanted to talk about this topic today. It's just perfect timing. And I don't think I've talked very much about this before here on my podcast. So what's the yeah. first thing you want to say about how to not lose yourself in your love life, really, whether you're single, dating, in a relationship or married? Yeah. So, you know, regardless of your relationship status, there's there's a tendency to feel afraid of like, you know, what if we're out of control? Um, because at, at its core, you know, being in a relationship, even just like going through your best life, like there are going to be moments and situations that test you. And there are going to be times when, you know, you don't have control over everything. But when it comes to something like love and dating, that hits the most vulnerable, tender part of us. And there can be this really strong fear of being seen. Like, you know, we have to present our best self in the beginning, but what if they find out, you know, this about me and leave me? Or what if, you know, they think I'm too fat or too old? Like all these these fears that we project onto the other person that, you know, 99% of the time aren't actually there. But what it does, it creates this um, this film around your energy and your, your, your energy field and your ability to be fully present with somebody, to get to know them and to help 
build that sense of intimacy that takes you from date two to date three or, you know, helps you sustain that passion in a marriage or in a long-term relationship. So that fear of losing yourself is, you know, really, really palpable. And, you know, I've had clients tell me, I can actually feel that fear of losing myself in my stomach or, you know, my throat gets tight when I think about that and losing our sense of identity. Um, and, you know, a lot of us can be very sensitive to what the other person wants and, and kind of get intermeshed in what their agenda is and their desires and their fears. And it's so easy to lose yourself, right? And just make it all about making the other person happy instead of finding that sense of inner balance. So that's just like kind of to set the stage. Um, it's if you're feeling that way, if you have resisted relationships in the past because of this very thing, like I want you to know that it, it's very common and that you're not alone. And uh, the tips I'm going to share are, you know, very simple to implement, um, but do take that consistent discipline. I know, um, you know, Helena, you've probably experienced this in relationship too. Like, as strong, independent women, we can, there's a part of us that wants to hold on to that, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be scary. Let it go. It really can. It just brings to mind some clients that I've been working with recently, and they're all that way. Amazing, strong, independent women. And I think that's fantastic. And there really is this fear, especially among women who are that way, that they'd have to give something up. They'd have mm-hmm. to be less of themselves or give up something about their interests or hobbies or career in order to have this trade-off of a relationship. And so what I like to help people understand is You can be more of who you are. You can actually have it all and more in a committed partnership as long as you believe that and you don't think it's this either or trade off kind of situation, right? Absolutely. And it, you know, it ties into that first, uh, the first tip that I have, which is letting go of either or letting go of scarcity thinking. Um, And it's, it's easy for us to just sit here and say that, but what does that actually look like? you know, one of the exercises I give private clients that struggle with this is go to like the grocery store or go, you know, go take a walk. And I want you to count how many trees you see or how many like oranges are at the grocery store. Like there is no shortage of them. Right. And like, you don't fear every time you go to the grocery store, most of the time in most places, like that you're not going to be able to find another orange ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So if you think of your um, independence as, you know, it's an orange. It's like, okay, it's never, it's, there's always going to be more of my independence. It's not something to lose. Like you said, it's actually something that you can bring to the relationship and that can get enhanced when you're in the right relationship. And even when you're dating, you know, the, the person that's right for you is going to love that strong, independent side of you. But partnership is about interdependence. It's about taking your, your best selves and creating an energy of more, right? That is sustainable, that's really fun, and that actually energizes both people's dreams and desires and visions. So, you know, that's just something really, really simple. Like if you're like, I don't know what to do to get out of this kind of mindset, go to the grocery store and I want you to just walk through the aisles and see, okay, Am I really scared that there's not going to be enough Cheerios or like mm-hmm. or oranges and um and really looking at okay well 
am I willing to believe, like you said, am I willing to believe that my independence actually is going to support a relationship and it's not something that I ever have to give up or think that is going to be lessened or, um, you know, seen as a hindrance. It's actually there to, to help you get closer to somebody. Um, but when, when you put a wall up with it, right, that's when it becomes a problem. I can only be independent if I'm single. Mm-hmm. I can only be independent if I set up my boundaries so high and have to be in control all the time so that the guy never, you know, never gets a chance to actually come in and hurt me. It's so true. I think it's something we've probably all struggled with at some point. And I love what you said about the abundance. We don't think that there's a lack of air or oranges at the grocery store. It doesn't even (laughs) enter our mind. And I think for some people, it doesn't enter their mind in love either. And they're the ones that really easily and quickly find a great relationship, maybe earlier in life. But for most of us, we've definitely struggled with that. One exercise I gave a client just a couple weeks ago who was having this scarcity mentality going on is to write down 50 plus ways that being in a relationship would actually help her become more of who she was and have more time to spend on her hobbies and interests Mm -hmm. or working on her business. And I could think of so many right off the top of my head. You know, if you get into a great relationship, For example, you don't have to keep going on first dates or online dating. And so that frees up more time to actually (laughs) do more of what you want. And, you know, I just started spouting out all these ones and she started getting on a roll and she's completely changed that mindset around and actually gotten into a relationship with an amazing guy really, really quickly after that. Like within the next session, she'd met someone amazing. And so I love just seeing how quickly things can shift on the outside once you start shifting some of these inner beliefs and your mindset, especially if you're coming from a place of scarcity or lack. Hi yes. to everyone in the chat, by the way. I forgot to mention we're Hello. broadcasting live on Bullhorn. <laughs> I see so many amazing ladies in the chat. Everyone's saying this is a great topic. I would benefit from this. Ginger says, love you both. And this topic, Tiffany says, I fear one day it won't work out or if I'm not the one. Yeah, it sounds like you might be in that lacking mindset. Like if it doesn't work out with this one particular guy, maybe there's no one else out there where I'm ever going to feel this way about someone again, right? Absolutely. And I think there's also something about um, being chosen, right? Mm -hmm. And like if a particular guy doesn't quote unquote choose you, then like what's wrong with you? versus have you chosen you? Like, if you were the love of your life, can you look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, like, I am, I am beautiful. I am amazing. And I have so much to offer the partner that I'm meant to be with. And once you choose yourself, not from an ego standpoint of I'm better than somebody else, but from that quiet confidence and that quiet inner peace that, you know what, there's nothing you have to contort about yourself or change or compete for. And it it ties into that scarcity thinking versus abundance. It's like, okay, uh, that abundance of self-love that, you know, you and I both speak about a lot. It starts with how you are perceiving yourself. Are you perceiving yourself as, you know, a, a woman who has something to offer, you know, the right man and has all the love that she has for herself that she would like to share with, you know, not just an intimate partner, but friends, coworkers, you know, people on the street. It's like, as women, we are the emotional, oftentimes the emotional epicenters of our household or your friend circle, right? And so 
your vibe is going to impact your reality and everybody around you and their perception. But if your perception is, I have to be the one, I have to be chosen, first choose yourself and notice what shifts super, super fast. It's just so true. We've seen it happen over and over. There's actually a question related to that in the chat. She says, what is it that I could reveal to the guy I have in mind and want to meet that would make me stand out among other people and make him feel instantly connected to me? Mm. So two things come up there. The first, first, it's a great question. Thank you for asking that, whoever that was. Um, The first thing is, People love to talk about themselves. We all know this, right? <laughs> so if you ask him something that you genuinely want to know, right? That's not your typical, what do you do for work? Or, you know, how long have you been on this site kind of thing? And go a little bit deeper. And maybe this is just an example. You can definitely tweak it. But what is one experience that you've always wanted to you know, have or a country you've always wanted to visit, um, but never have. And, and then part two is you share yours. So what does this do, right? This, like, this sets you apart from the masses that are sending generic questions or questions that have the energy of insecurity and like, pick me, pick me behind them. Um, and it really goes to the core of the of the person's values, right? That question reveals their values. Maybe they hate traveling and they'll tell you, you know what, actually, I really don't like to travel, but I really love to try different restaurants. And one of my favorites is blah, blah, blah. And it just opens up a dialogue. And then second, by you revealing yours, you've already created an intimate space without being too intimate. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think that's great. I love that answer. Is there anything else you want to say on that one? Um, You know, I think also just going in with the mindset of, I want to get to know, like, I'm going to get to know some really cool people. And what are they going to teach me about myself? Have that mindset of curiosity. Because what I see often is, you know, women and men um, going in with the mindset of like, did I say the right thing? Or mm-hmm. are they, did the, you know, did they think that profile picture like showed an unflattering angle of my butt or like something like that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's very much about the fear of being judged versus actually being present and being open to receive. So feminine magnetism is all about receptivity, but it has to start with you centering yourself. So even before you ask any question, close your eyes, root yourself, take a deep breath, maybe put on, you know, an outfit that you feel fabulous in and just relax and then ask the question. You know, quite often when we are ungrounded, that's when we have that tendency to go into competitive energy or worry energy And sometimes it really is as simple as, you know what, I'm just going to breathe and then I'm going to say what I need to say. And that is so attractive. That will also set you apart. It really is, especially combined with what we talked about at the beginning of this episode, trusting that the right person is going to see you 
just for being yourself and know he's interested and want to pursue you. And Mm -hmm. that's really all it takes. You don't have to do anything much more than that, just like Deanna was explaining earlier. So make sure you don't have this guy up on a pedestal like we talked about. And how can I win him over? How can I get his attention? I don't think you're there, but I think it can be easy Mm -hmm. to slip into that place when there's this one guy that we're really excited about. So I love everything you shared there. And Tiffany said, wow, I love it. Thank you, Deanna. So your, your answer to the previous comment was also very helpful. Uh, what's the next tip you wanted to share here today? Okay. So the second one is to embrace the mystery. Now, what I mean by this is oftentimes when we get into a relationship or even when we're dating and let's say you make it to date five and you're starting to feel really comfortable, it's so tempting to go into like oversharing and spending, you know, all your time with this guy or girl and just becoming consumed, right? You become completely consumed with the bubble that is that dynamic. But maintain the mystery is about healthy boundaries, not just for them, but also for you. Um, It's about, you know, doing the things that you did in the beginning to intrigue that open that space for them to ask you more about yourself. And a couple of the examples that I um, had written down are, you know, if you really take pride in your appearance and getting ready for a date, and then, you know, you start slipping into the Netflix fifth or sixth date and you're showing up and you know, your sweatpants and no makeup when before you took the time to dress up, like just watch that um, because it's little things like that that can make a big difference. Um, Another one is to not be so available, not from a manipulative standpoint, but if you have a prior commitment, let's say, maybe it's work or you agreed to meet a girlfriend for lunch, you don't drop everything because, you know, your dream guy wants to take you on a spontaneous date um, that would require you to cancel on your friend. You know, the energy actually, the universe uh, responds to the energy of commitment, right? And if you're looking for a committed relationship, then you have to honor the commitments in your life. Absolutely. I think that's so great. It can be easy to slip into doing that again without really realizing it. Often that happens slowly over time where you just kind of start trading away these little things that you used to love to do. So it's great just to have that check in with yourself. And is there anything else you want to say on that one or you want to move into the next tip? Oh, just, you know, just that maintaining the mystery is never about manipulation. Mm. I think there's a lot of, um, dating books out there that say, oh, like, you know, just hang up on the third call or, you know, don't answer the phone until X date. And it's like, to me, that's a little bit manipulative. Yeah. Maintaining the mystery is more about self-respect. It's like, um, you know, you, you get access to me, but I'm not going to drop my world for you, right? Especially when we don't have a full commitment yet, or if we do, right? That tension is so important. And that level of self-respect is, is palpable, even when you're in a long-term relationship. It's like, oh, like she's not going to just drop everything for me. I I have to still work for it. And that makes things really sexy and fun. And, you know, one of the biggest complaints I get is, you know, once we get into like year one and year two, like he stopped paying attention to me. He stopped complimenting me. He doesn't call me in the middle of the day anymore. And it's like, well, 
you know, where have you let the mystery go? I love it. And I love what you said. It's not for the effect that it has on him. Like I'm going to be more mysterious in order right. to make him chase me, right? <laughs> it's about you and just keeping up your life and the things you like to do, what makes you unique. And that is likely what attracted this person to you in the first place. And by the way, the right person, man or woman is going to love your independence. They're going to love those things. They're going to want you to keep doing those things. The right guy, or woman, obviously my audience here on my podcast is mostly women. So I often speak from the woman's perspective, but the right guy is not going to want you to drop your whole world and make him the center of your universe. That would just almost repel a whole healthy man, right? That would push him away. That might attract a controlling guy or a really needy guy, but you don't want those (laughs) kind of guys, right? So yeah, Yeah. just keep in mind the right person is going to absolutely love that about you. They're going to want you to be independent and that's going to draw them towards you. So just stay anchored right where you are. And I love what you said about the mystery. So I think you have one more tip that you wanted to share. Is that right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's two little ones, but one of them, um, actually you kind of already shared without realizing it. It's to maintain your personal passions and to keep doing the activities that you love, even when, you know, things start to feel comfortable or you start to feel like you can let your guard down. Uh, but, but something that you said about, you know, the type of man that would be into, you know, you dropping everything, right. The needy guy, the needy guy or the controlling guy. So when we drop everything for a man or we start letting our passions fall to the wayside or we stop, you know, activating the mystery, what can happen without even us realizing it is we go into mothering energy Mm -hmm. and mothering energy is like really nurturing and loving, but it can also repel right? A a masculine man sexually. And so you'll get these dynamics that started out really, really balanced. And the woman felt like she was receiving and able to slip into her feminine. And then all of a sudden she's like, why isn't he treating me the way he did in the beginning? I'm doing all these things for him. I'm, you know, I canceled yoga so that I could whatever, do his laundry. This is a weird example, but that's what's coming up. And so, you know, if you don't want to lose yourself, watch the mothering thing. Giving, right, is masculine energy. And of course, we all slip into masculine and feminine throughout the day. It's healthy to have both energies. But if you want to maintain that sexual tension, that polarity, that fun, that sizzle, you have to make sure you're in the opposite energy as your partner. If you're both in that giving, then he's going to see you as a sexual neutral and may stop putting effort in. And it's, you know, it's a very subtle shift. But the way to catch yourself if you've gone there is to just dial it back and say, what am I feeling? What is my body feeling right now? What do I need right now? And give it to yourself and set those boundaries and be the bitch, you know, if you need to. And once you kind of call back your energy there, things can shift fast too. So if you don't want to lose yourself, Watch when you start going into overgiving, into rescuing energy. And if you start to feel resentful because you're giving, that's a big red flag. 
Yeah, something I've been saying for years is that anger and resentment often build in direct proportion to the amount of energy and effort you're putting out in the relationship if you're not getting that same amount of effort or energy back in return, especially as women, because I think our natural mode is the receiving mode, even though we haven't been taught that often <laughs> growing up, yes. often conditioned to place our value or worth on what we can do or give to others or accomplish. So this is going about it the whole another way. Men just fall head over heels for a woman who can receive what they have to give and who they can make her happy. If they know that they can make her happy, it's easy to make her happy. And she can actually receive everything that he wants to give and do for her. Not that this is about molding a guy into some kind of robot that's only there to serve you. But most women who are drawn to this work have huge hearts. They're so empathic. They're just so naturally giving that the thought of leaning back and receiving and just letting things unfold naturally is a little bit of a foreign concept. So you have to practice and get used to it, but it gives you incredible fast results. Anyone who's tried that will tell you. So I think that's great, Deanna. Is there anything else you want to say on these? Or would you like to recap these tips before we get into some of these readings? Yeah. So the first one is to like catch yourself when you're going into scarcity thinking and really step into the energy of abundance of, you know, I can be independent and be in a relationship. I'm not going to lose something by entering deeper into intimacy. And then the second one is to maintain the mystery, um, AKA, you know, healthy boundaries and honoring your commitments. And then the third thing we talked about was to maintain your passions. Keep doing the things that you love. Don't drop everything for a guy. It'll make you that much more attractive and you'll feel happier in your body too. Amazing. And I also have on the screen, I forgot to mention at the beginning, if you're listening live with us on Bullhorn, 14 Days to Amplify Your Love Energy. It's a new online course from Deanna. If you click the orange button that says link, You can learn more about that. If you're listening to the replay of this on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else, that'll be the first link in the description or episode details. Is there anything you want to say about that before we take some callers? You know, that is such a great course for anybody that has done some preliminary work on themselves. Like you've read, you know, you've read or taken courses and you're just like, what else am I kind of missing? What are my blind spots? So Amplify Your Love Energy is a combination of, you know, practical tools and also spiritual tools that I have found really help you step into that feminine attraction vibe that Helena um, and I both speak on so that you're doing less and receiving more and just feeling happy and good in your body. Beautiful. I know the people that have taken that course have absolutely loved it so far. And I don't know if you're still offering private intuitive readings for the first few people that join. I know you were before. I don't, are you still offering that? Um, not right now, but they can definitely book a reading with me, which is not going to be the case um, you know, forever because my private practice has been filling up. So if you do want more private support, there is a link in there, I believe, to book a reading too. Okay, great. Yeah. So I'll make that the second link in the description or episode details. If you'd like to book a reading with Deanna 
while they're still available. So that is great. So we're just taking callers today. If anyone would like to call in, we can take the first five because we're a little limited on time today. Last time we went way over with all the questions in the chat. So if anyone would like to call in, go ahead and do that. And while we're waiting, I would love to just talk a little bit about my experience with some of these readings that we've done here, right here on Bullhorn in the past. Would that be okay, Deanna? Of course. Go for it. So there's so much I could say about all of them. I'm just going to go back to, let's say, the last three that we've done. So the episode we did together on how to let go of attachments that aren't serving you, that was back in December. Deanna, you told me that it was safe to make the big changes I'm being nudged to make. You told me that you're always supported. You pulled a card around that. And you actually, out of nowhere, asked if I was going to be moving or buying a new home. (laughs) And we had been looking for at least a year at that point. This was in December of 2021. Hadn't found anything. Obviously, where we live, it's incredibly expensive and super, super competitive. So we just really weren't finding anything that was everything we wanted. And on New Year's Eve, so just a couple weeks after that reading, we were driving around looking at some different places and there happened to be this new development of brand new homes and it all just worked out and we ended up purchasing one in January. So less than a month of when you see that reading. So that was amazing. Everyone can go back and listen to that. That was how to let go of attachments that aren't serving you. And then the episode after that was three ways to become a magnet for love and attract all of your desires. That was actually the end of my first trimester. No one even knew I was pregnant at that point. Deanna, you yourself only found out I was pregnant like a week or two ago, along with everyone else when I announced it on Instagram. Not even our families knew. My husband and I were the only people that knew at that point. I was having a really hard time. The beginning of this year was really tough for me just in terms of some of the symptoms I was having. And the card you pulled for me was you are safe and protected. The worst is behind you. And you encouraged me just to relax and feel safe. And you probably had no idea what that was about. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was great after that. I actually, right after that episode, I like, as soon as I, you know, finished the live, I ran to the bathroom, threw up. It's kind of gross. Sorry. (laughs) um, That was it. That was the last time. Never threw up again after that. I actually started to feel really, really good after that. That was about maybe 11 weeks pregnant at the time. And then the last episode we did together on how to emotionally deal declutter your energy and heart. You were talking about uh, passion and pleasure, savoring your life, letting things turn out even better than you can imagine. And by that point, I was out of my first trimester. All the tests I was so worried about were all coming back great and clear, nothing to worry about. We were moving into our new house. Everything was falling into place perfectly. And I know you didn't know any of this was going on at the time, but your readings have just been so spot on. And so I wanted to thank you for that. I'm loving just everything that you've given me through these episodes. And I do see that four people have called in, Ginger, Sonia, Diana, and Jennifer. So we have room for one more caller and we'll take everyone in that order. So are you ready to get going, Deanna? Yes. First of all, I'm like going to cry. I didn't like realize any of what you just shared. So I awesome. know. I remember I said, one day I'm going to tell you everything that's all <laughs> came about and unfolded through the readings. There's so much more. There's so much to that first one that we did. I can talk about that next time, but I see some people calling in, so I don't want to take up too much time, no, <laughs> but it's really, really been amazing and that. so helpful for me. So I oh, highly recommend, you know, booking a reading if you don't want to call in and obviously put your personal life out there for the world to hear. I know it can be really (laughs) difficult. I totally get that. But I highly recommend if you want 
to book a uh, private reading with Deanna. Let her know I referred you because I know you're not taking very many of those these days, right? Yes, that would be perfect, you guys. And I'm so excited that we've got some callers on the lines. Who's our first one? Okay, Ginger's up first. And if you just ask if we can keep it just as brief as possible, because I know we went way, way over last time. (laughs) So I'm trying to keep it into the time that we have allotted for today. So hi, Ginger, I just opened you up. Hi, can you hear me? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to hear your voice, goddess. Oh, so great to connect with you, with you both again. Um, yeah, I just love, I love the energy that the two of you create together. So it's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. How can we help? So I was really curious to hear what you can, what you can share about the energy around, um, I'm, I'm currently in like a healing resting stage with regards to relationships and intimacy and there's a new attractive man in my world. And Fun. I'm curious to hear your your guidance around where that really fits or how that would really fit or if it's maybe too early or, yeah, just whatever yeah. you're getting with connection to that. So um, I pulled Kuan Yin for you. So I'm using my goddess deck today. And what I got immediately before you even finished talking was that this, this dynamic is actually helping you to embrace your feminine, like goddess energy even more. So regardless of kind of where it goes or like the status, um, because Kuan Yin showed up, she's saying like, rest in that in that power that you have, like it feels like part of the healing that you're going through is reclaiming that power and like reclaiming the parts of you that, that trusted and maybe were betrayed. Um, Mm -hmm. But this dynamic is, is different. It's like reminding you of your femininity and that kind of innocence that you can trust a man again. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Kuan energy is really beautiful. It's like very soft, but also like there's steel behind the softness. It's just not, um, it's not aggressive. Like she knows who she is um, and she, you know, she's got strong boundaries and all of that, but there's a, a self-compassion there and a, and a melting, right? When you're with the, the person that really makes you feel like you can go into that space, it's, it's like, oh, I can let my hair down. Like that's what this, the energy of whoever you, you are seeing, it's like, that's what it brings out. I don't know like how long it's going to last or anything like that, but I just get that it's a positive influence for you right now. So keep going. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So stay in that, stay in that receptivity. Yeah. It really really is going to allow me to reclaim that piece of me, the power around my self-confidence and, and being intimate with someone again. Exactly. You got it. Awesome. Great. Thank you. That's good news. I like it. (laughs) You're so welcome. I'm so excited for you. Keep us posted. I will. Thank you very much. Yes. Thanks for calling in, Ginger. And we have Sonia up next. I'm going to open you up in a second. I just wanted to say, Deanne, I don't think you can see the chat, but Angela said she signed up to work with you in December, or she heard our episode on how to let go of attachments that no longer serve you in December. She said she signed up to work with Deanna. Now I'm dating a wonderful man. Once I let go, I met this gorgeous man. (laughs) So thank you for that testimonial. 
<laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. So, so happy. Okay, Sonia is up next. Hi, Sonia. I just opened you up. Okay. Hi, Helena. Hi, Diana. Hi, Sonia. Hi. How are you? <laughs> great, great. I'm so excited to be on the call. Um, so thank you for this opportunity. Of course. Um, yeah, my question today is, I'm trying to identify what my energy level has been around dating. Um, I just started dating again, and I'm trying to figure out how, what do I need to do to shift so I'm more in my feminine energy. So it's kind of a two-part to my question. Yeah, no, I love it. So it's so funny. Like, as you were speaking, um, I get a lot of messages through my body. And sometimes when I do readings, like weird things will happen to my body. And I have to remind myself, okay, this is for the other person. <laughs> so what I was getting is some movement, like right at the hips, um, the hip and like the female area. And so I get an image of you um, dancing, actually. Have you have you danced in, in a while? I haven't danced in a while, but I did take some salsa lessons, and and I have a moonstone in that area, by the way, at the moment. Oh, I don't know if that's nice. kind of... <laughs> yeah, so. I just, I mean, you know, how to get in your feminine? I just see like any any physical movement that helps you to loosen up the hips, whether it is salsa or just you know you alone in your home. You can even just you know move your hips and like gentle swivels and put on some music. I'm getting music with like, not even music with lyrics, but just like drums or, uh, you know, ambient music where you're just, you close your eyes and you're just kind of doing these hip revolutions. I just see mm -hmm. loosening up that area will help um, open up that second chakra, which is the, the feminine, sexy magnet energy that um, we all have. So that's just a really practical, you know, what you can do. Um, okay. But I pulled the, I pulled the peace card and it says, there's no need to worry as everything is working out beautifully. So part of being in your feminine is noticing when you're worrying about something you can't control. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything that you feel like you've been worrying about or, or holding, like, you know, grasping at that maybe, you know, is coming to your awareness as I say that? I, I think for me right now is when I'm on a date, and maybe I'm worrying too much about this as I'm saying it to you, is understanding is there a connection? Does this, like, does this guy like me? Do I give him, you know, do I stay here more than an hour? You know, and maybe I'm overthinking this. Mm -hmm. um, that's what it sounds like as I'm even telling you that. Yeah, yeah, it kind of <laughs> does. And also, right, like, um, letting go of having to know. It's like, if mm -hmm. I'm supposed to stay another hour, like, my body will tell me or we'll keep talking and we'll order dessert. Or if it feels weird and forced, like I trust my body to tell me it's time to go home. So not right. having to know all the answers up front and that, that can be really hard if, you know, you're kind of just entering back into the dating space or like we spoke about earlier, there's so many other areas in your life where, you know, you do feel in control, you can set the parameters, but with something like a date and how it's flowing, instead of focusing on how you're being perceived or where it's going, 
can you just pay attention to your breath and your body and let go, right, of this guy, you know, has to choose me versus what am I learning about myself? Am I having fun? Because mm-hmm. you never know who they know. Even if that guy is like, it's the worst date in the world, but you laugh a lot and you're just like, well, I would never kiss him and it's just never going to work. And you never know. He, he might have a friend that's actually perfect for you. So I always say like, <laughs> you never know where that miracle can come from, but you have to be receptive to it. Perfect. Got it. It reminds me of my date the other night, actually, when you said that. You never know who they know. So thank yeah. you. You're <laughs> welcome. Thanks, Diana. That was great. Of course. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm so glad you got to call in. Me too. Thank you, Helena. You're welcome. And Diana is up next. Hi, Diana. I just opened you up. Hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Hi. Awesome. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. So I have a situation with a guy. Um, we were seeing each other for almost two years. We broke up in February and um, but continued to see each other. He would like call me every day still. We ended up having dates still through March. And then we realized it was getting kind of hard and awkward and weird. And so the calls kind of slowed down, but he still was asking me out and we would go out. And then, um, in May we didn't have, um, any dates, but he would still contact me. Um, but said like that he really missed me and wanted to see me, but just thought we should have some more time. And then, um, at the end of May, I suggested like, well, it would feel nice to see you. And he's basically said that we should have some more time because it, it's hard. So at the end of May, I told him, I mean, yeah, at the end of May, I basically told him that this is, you know, this isn't what I want. It's not going to work. And that I don't want to continue this way, basically. And that if he wanted, that I don't have any better fit feelings. If he wanted to reach out to me in the future to pursue me, that that would be okay. So I don't hear from him for two weeks. And then he just texts me again to, to talk to me. And I remained warm, but then, you know, two weeks go by again, and then he texts me again. And so now I'm like, I don't know, do I what reiterate? Do? Um, you know, obviously I still care about him. I like that he's still showing interest by reaching out and um, his birthday is Monday. And so I don't know if I should, I've been leaning back since I've said that about yeah. him pursuing me. So I'm going to jump in here because I'm getting some messages for you. The first is, I don't know, Helena, if you can feel it too, but like your energy, your energy kind of contracted a little bit um, when you were, you know, saying that, you know, he contacted you and then he said you need, he needed more time or you guys needed more time. It's almost like a form of control. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm not sure. So like by him saying, I need more time, but then he's reaching out. It's kind of, it's like this subtle, like he's controlling it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and when that happens, well, when you were talking about it, your energy contracted and it's not a bad thing, but it's just something to notice um, because what you should do, of course, only you, you know that, but the card that I pulled is Abundantia and I wish I could 
show you guys this card. It's this beautiful goddess, which is you. And she's holding a cornucopia, which is like this big horn. And she's pouring out all of these coins. And the message I hear for you is like, there are many, many fish in the sea. There are many men where you don't have to worry about whether they're interested or whether you're going to, you know, say the wrong thing. Um, I don't necessarily feel like this guy knows what he wants. And, um, and I see that you are actually ready for a relationship. So, you know, it may, leaning back is really awesome. I love that you're doing that. And also noticing, okay, where do I feel like I'm compromising myself, right? And, and actually stating what you desire, which I see is to be in like committed partnership, is it not? Yes, it is very much. And, and so. for me, I've had time. Unfortunately, he didn't have time after his divorce. And so, unfortunately, I was the first person. So I think that's for him. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah. Helena, do you get anything on this? Yeah, 100%. I don't like this guy for you. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right weird now. in my body. You want to become more of who you are and trust, you know, with the right guy. The conversation isn't going to be, he showed up on my phone and then two weeks later, he texts me again, but he needs more time. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be so much easier with the right guy. He's going to pursue you. You're not going to break up. It's going to just, there's going to be a steady, easy, moving forward pace. He's going to be ready just like you are. You're going to be at the same place. So I don't like this guy for you, at least not right now. What I would love is for you to not wait for him. And I'm saying that with all the love and gentleness in the world, I would love for you just to keep moving forward with your life. And yes, he might still come around and contact you, but that doesn't mean that he's jumping in with both feet and pursuing you for the right. kind of relationship you want. That's the feeling I'm getting with this situation. Does that sound so, about right? Yeah, I know. I, I hear it. And it's just, I'm just remembering all the other part of the relationship that we had where he was showing up all the time and and yeah. and his mm -hmm. gentle heart and all mm -hmm. of the things that, you know, was. And I have a little bit probably too much understanding for situations. Yes. So I'm allowing a lot of things. Um and yeah, it's hard. I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to like give my heart out again. So. Right. Well, and there's totally a part of it. you that's kind of holding the torch for him, right? The potential that he's going to get his stuff together <laughs> right? right? and, and yeah. see the light because you see the potential. But um, there's a guy out there for you that is already is already there. Like there's no doubt in his mind. Um, and you won't have to second guess yourself. So, you know, as a next step, what I would invite you to just explore is, okay, what are the great qualities that I saw early on and write them down because mm -hmm. those are good to notice. That's what you're going to be, you know, expecting as your benchmark for the guy that comes in next. And then, you know, how do you want to feel in relationship? Do you want to feel confused? Do you want to feel like you're second guessing yourself and walking on eggshells with his feelings? No. So write all the things down that you want to feel and give yourself, you know, the, the gift of feeling all your feelings. Sometimes they're contradictory. Sometimes we already know, okay, this is probably not the best scenario. And I love him still. Like both are okay, right? But just be right. honest with yourself. Yeah. So 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. And by the way, you have a fabulous name. Yes. (laughs) Well, I hear Helena calling you Deanna. Is it Deanna or is it Diana? It's it's D-I-A-N-A, but it's the Spanish pronunciation, which is Deanna. Oh, okay. Because sometimes people call me that and I'm like, um, Diana. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I'm the reverse. Okay. I'm like, call me Diana and we're going to have some words because my right. peace. No, don't call me Diana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Keep us posted. And I just think you deserve so much. Everyone listening here deserves to just feel cherished and adored and pursued. So if that's not happening, you want to reevaluate. So, so glad that you called in and Jennifer's up next. And then I see Tanya is number five. And so perfect timing. Jennifer, I just opened you up. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. What's your question? Um, How can we help? Well, mine's pretty easy. I just wanted a general reading, but um, speaking on what like Helena said that um, you gave me a couple of readings that were pretty accurate as well. Um, last time we talked, um, you gave me a general reading and you said like, oh, you'll meet somebody when you're traveling. Not that anything romantic came out of it, but I did end up meeting somebody like a really cool person. Um, oh, awesome. Of the opposite sex that I was really easy to open up to. And it was really nice just to kind of be reminded that, you know, you can find somebody you can vibe with. It doesn't always have to be sexual or anything or romantic, but I just thought, and I even told him that. I'm like, man, I just did this thing before I left. And she said <laughs> I was going to meet somebody when I was traveling. And I'm like, granted that we're not like going to be dating. I'm like, it is crazy though that I met you. And so, but anyway, I just wanted to tell you that you are, oh. have been pretty spot on every time you've done a general reading for me. So, oh, but yeah, thank I was wondering you. if you could give me a general reading as well. Absolutely. So I'm just going to pull a card for you. Let's see what comes up. Ooh, one of my favorites. So you got Rhiannon, sorceress. It's this goddess on a unicorn. It says you're a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality. So immediately when I look at this for you, what I'm getting is like there is um, so much power for you with creativity that you may not be accessing fully. There is an app called iLuna and everybody listening, if you're into moon stuff, you can check this out. It'll tell you like when every new moon and full moon is. But I see that if you can write down what it is that you desire at the full moon, which I think we have one coming up on the 13th, um, that you actually can manifest very quickly but you need to be mindful of your thoughts because you can manifest what you're worried about just as fast as what you really want. <laughs> so what is one thing that you really, really desire in the next, say, 30 days? Yeah, actually, her uh, her call dropped and she just said in the chat, I think I lost you. I'm not sure what happened, but oh, she can still hear. And yeah, anything yeah. else you want to just, uh, you know, it'll be on the, the replay too, just in case she can't hear us anymore. Absolutely. So, you know, basically you have manifesting abilities and if you can take the time to use the new moon and the full moons to amplify what you want, this is for everybody, but for you specifically, I just see that you have the capacity to bring in a partner or bring in a job. So whatever is pulling at your heartstrings, like what would just rock your world for the next 30 days and really believing that you can have it because when Rhiannon shows up in the deck, it's saying, all right, like all bets are off. What do you want? Not what you think you can get, but what do you actually want? And stepping into that space of commanding 
commanding your desires and looking at where have I tolerated less than I wanted? Maybe some journaling for you. Mm. Hopefully that was helpful, Jennifer. She said she can listen to the replay. The replay of this will post in a few weeks, so everyone can get that then. Also, Sonia said in the chat that she signed up for an intuitive reading. The link didn't offer her an off option to schedule. Will she get an email or text to schedule? Yeah, you know, it should automatically redirect you, but if you get off the page too fast, um, that's probably what happens. So I'll make sure that my assistant gets you the scheduling link. Yeah. And your email, would she have access to your email after signing up? Um, yeah. So if she paid through PayPal, I'll have her email and then I'll just send her the link. Okay, perfect. And anyone where that happens to, you can always email me and I'll make sure to get you in touch with Deanna as well. Helena Heart Coaching at gmail.com is my email address. Okay, so we just have a couple minutes left. I hope that was helpful, Jennifer. The last caller is Tanya. Hello, ladies. Hi, Hi. Tanya. How are How you? How are you? Great, great. Missing you, lovely ladies. <laughs> oh, so glad you're here. How can we help? Well, you know, I just wanted to see my energy with my partner. You know, sometimes it goes up and down. Uh, the last time I talked to you, it, it did show up the little things that you told me about me getting better mm -hmm. in communication with him and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we still fall apart sometimes. So I don't yeah. know if to be able to stay or no. No, I'm like on balance. <laughs> right. So I pulled a card for you and I got Mother Earth, which is this gorgeous goddess, you holding the earth. And what I get when I look at that for you is see, like, take a step back and see the big picture and really asking yourself, okay, if I was standing back and looking at this, like it was a movie, what would I tell the main character, which is you? Right. And writing that down. Another way that um, you can access that, is, that clarity is, okay, if my best friend had the relationship that I'm in or the situation that I'm in, what would I tell her? And write that down before your logical mind can kind of censor you. That will give you some valuable information because I see that part of why um, the dynamic may feel a little wonky is because you both get so um, mired in the details, right? Like, well, you said this specific thing and it made me feel this specific way. And he's like, I don't remember saying that. And then you get mad because he doesn't remember. And so <laughs> no, and, and I've worked, like you say from last time, I've been working on myself a lot with some lovely coaches. And, you know, now I'm able to step back and I do sometimes see the future like, am I going to want this? I don't want this. So sometimes I don't want to be in the relationship and then I know I messed up and I, you know, acknowledge and be, you know what? I apologize. But then he's like, well, I don't want to be with you right now. Like, I don't want to be in this relationship. So then I'm yeah. like, oh, so maybe it's for the best. But then I know I, I, I say things that are very hurtful. And then I'm like, oh my God, I messed up. Yeah. And, and compassion for yourself and also honesty. Like if he's telling you that and it's, you know, he's, he's not willing to kind of meet you halfway and like talk through things. It might be that the relationship is on pause and maybe not forever, but um, listen to that, right? If you're kind of fighting for something and there's only one person fighting, mm -hmm. you're going to be left standing alone anyways. So giving wow. yourself the grace 
to maybe express to him, hey, you know what? I've said a lot of hurtful things. I I don't always know when I say them and I'm sorry. And I also honor that you don't want to be in this relationship anymore. And then just see what he says. Like keep the dialogue soft and open because right. he may surprise you. But also I'd say you have to be willing to let it go if it's not working, at least in this current form. Okay. Sounds great. I will say that. I will honor uh, what he wants. Yeah, because if, you know, there's no point in being with somebody that doesn't want to be with you. You're going to be putting a lot more energy into something and not getting a whole lot back. And maybe even just saying, you know what, I respect that. Okay. If he's, if there's a part of him that was bluffing, you never know. He'd be like, you know what, I love you, honey. I just wanted to see that you cared. I don't know. <laughs> it happened, just happened. And, and I know I was very disrespectful and you know, I said a lot of mean things, but I did apologize and said, you know what, I was wrong. But I also have forgiven. I think it's just both you forgive, you know, when they're not, when they're simple things. But this time I kind of felt like I, I over went over the edge and I think he is really mad. Yeah. And just respect his feelings. And it's not forever, right? Feelings are, feelings shift all the time, but you have to kind of Focus on what is in front of you. What what are you going to be present to? And then the next step will reveal itself. Okay. So honor and respect. Got it. Yeah. Thank you so much for thank calling you. in. Thank you so much, lovely ladies. Thank My you. <laughs> I also have a podcast episode called Say This to Bring Him Back in Close, Even If You Pushed Him Away. It was an amazing interview I did with Rory Ray on how to do a do-over or a redo when <laughs> something, you know, sometimes we're not perfect either. We say the wrong thing sometimes. We push our men away. So that should be really helpful for anyone in a situation like that. It's called Say This to Bring Him Back in Close, even if you pushed him away. So I hope that was helpful. And for everyone listening, if you're listening to the replay of this, the first link will be 14 days to amplify your love energy in the description or episode details. The second link will be how to book a reading with Deanna while she's still offering them. And you can always email me if you're listening live and you just want to go book that right away before they fill up. Just go ahead and email me at helenaheartcoaching at gmail.com. I'll send you the link or you can check out any of the episodes Deanna and I have done together and that should be in there as well. I see so many great comments in the chat. People are saying uh, working with Deanna has helped me let go of him. I met a new wonderful guy. I feel seen, heard, and adored. I'm loving it. The right one will not give you doubts or inconsistency. Someone else said, yes, the right one will give you peace and clarity. I'm so happy that everyone's helping each other out in the chat. And yes. this was amazing, Deanna. I would love if you wanted to pull a card for me really quick before we close out. I know we have about one minute left. <laughs> Girl, I'm already ahead of you. I have oh, awesome. your card. I love it. So you got Mother Mary. Expect a miracle. And of course, out of all 44 cards in the deck, this one is a goddess holding a baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. This is have faith that your prayers have been heard and are being answered. So this is, you know, a message about, you know, safe delivery, self, you know, safe process, but also really taking, um, taking stock of all of the miracles that have come, right? When, when you thought maybe this was never going to happen for me and just 
really relishing, relishing in the miracle that is like the pregnancy and, and looking at, okay, well, what are some other miracles that I want to bring in? Because anything is possible. So it's about going into that childlike dream state of, well, again, if I could have anything I want and I knew I was going to get it, what do I want? And expecting that miracle. I love that so much. I have to say, I didn't even mention this when I was giving my little testimonial for our past readings. The first episode we did together where you did these readings, it was called Practical Tools to Tap into Your Intuition, Trust, and Surrender. That was back in October, I believe. The card you pulled for me then was Patience. And we were talking about trust. And you were saying that so much wants to come through. It's just about relaxing into it and trusting the process. And, you know, at that point, we'd been trying for the better part of that year, 2021, for a baby. And, of course, that was just perfect timing. I didn't want to say anything at the time. But just a couple (laughs) months later, I would say two, three months later is when we found out. So I just love getting readings from you. I'm so happy for everyone who called in today, too. Thank you so much for listening. And is there anything you want to say before we close out on this topic or anything else? Gosh, you guys are just amazing, Helena. I love you. And you know what? The right relationship, you cannot you know, you cannot like lose yourself in. So if you feel like you are just breathe, know that it's going to be okay. And just come back to center, come back to what do I know is true? What do I know? I want to believe. And you are lovable. You are enough. And you are worthy of a man who treats you like gold because that is what you are. So no matter what stage of relationships you are in, um, just know that and keep us posted. I'd love to hear how things unfold, even if you're listening to this, you know, months or even years later. Absolutely. And don't forget to check out Deanna's course, book a reading before they go away. You can email me to get that link if you're listening live. If you're listening to the replay, those links will be in the description or episode details. Thank you so much again, Deanna. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be going live every other Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, which is 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific through the end of this year. And I'll also include the link to download the Bullhorn podcast app so you can join my live broadcast, get your personal questions answered, and connect with me and all of my amazing expert friends that I bring on. This was great. Thank you so much again, Deanna, and I hope we can do this again very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.